Bobby Newport. 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 Bobby White a year ago, but Kobe White has so many more tools around him. Oh, there's the play of the year so far. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Red Lily Podcast, a special episode tonight, our first ever post-game recap, live reaction, whatever you want to call it, show. Jacob Lane joined by Presley Meyer. Alex Stangle not here tonight. He had to leave. Boo. Yeah. Boo, you whore. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I want to say to you. Bobby uh, Louisville, Miami tonight, season opener. It, it feels like basketball has been off for a long time. And uh, the last couple of weeks, honestly, with football being so good and, and so over my expectations, basketball has kind of fl- flown under the radar where last year we couldn't wait for basketball to get here. Chris Mack's first year, football team was terrible. This year it's a little bit different. A lot of excitement, but it's still it's just football season seems to always kind of overshadow basketball. Tonight, going into it, Presley, I'll be honest with you, man. I've been saying it for a week and a half. I had a lot of reasons to believe in my mind that Louisville was going to lose. I was not I, mm-hmm. I was not prepared to say that I thought Louisville was going to come out and play well tonight. And I didn't think that that had any long-term effect on the team. They just haven't been the, the team that we were going to see on the floor tonight against Miami for the last month or two. There, there's been so many injuries, just things happening. And that's okay. The first game of the season doesn't mean anything when you get to the end of the season. Like It really doesn't matter. Mm-mm. But tonight, they they literally impressed me in every way possible. I was not prepared to see a, a score that I did. And we'll get to what happened at the end with them kind of losing the lead and looking like the team that we saw last year. But throughout the middle of this game, man, they choked Miami out. They were 100%. better They were better than them at everything. They were better everything. than the shooting. They were better than them at passing, rebounding, defense. They, they shot lights out from three. Ryan McMahon was incredible. And really, Ryan McMahon is what got them going mm-hmm. early on when they were struggling offensively to, to start that game. Ryan was hot. And <clears throat> after Bellarmine, you know, he, he missed every shot he took against Bellarmine, it seemed like. And to see that, it was, it was a very positive sign. And I love him starting. I, I really don't think you mess with the starting lineup right no. now. I think you leave it the way it is. We'll talk about that a little bit. It was a good night. You get a win, start the season. Now it's time to, to beat Miami in football. That's Look, my mind. I mean, you and I both thought that, that Miami was going to win this game. I think we were the only two people in Louisville's entire like fan base, media, right. anybody that thought that we were going to lose. And the reason being because we watched that Bellarmine game, um, an Enochless Louisville, yeah. um, a lackadaisically um prone Ryan McMahon, which you know you see from time to time. He's just right. off on his shot. Oh, and when he's not shooting, he literally doesn't provide you a whole lot of other things and, uh, in any terms no, of basketball. No, no. And, it, and that's mean, okay. There's nothing it, wrong when, with that. That's and okay. Here's the thing. When McMahon's shooting is on, everything else is on for him. Yeah. Because when when people respect his shot, the entire offense opens up. Right. And I think that's the reason why he's starting right now, because when he is when he's on, which he's going to be on more than he's off. Right. This offense is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, you saw it with the ridiculous alley oop to Wara. Right. I mean, you saw it with um, y- just his ability to get into the lane. Like, last year, he got into the lane more than Jordan Wara did. He got into the lane more than Kristen Cunningham did. Like, as far as just like. Are you talking about good, Ryan? Yeah. If, if you're just running. Really? A, if they're just running a basic offensive set and right. Wara and Enoch, or excuse me, if McMahon's at the top of the key, right. he's going to get into the lane easier than Cunningham, right. than Fresh Kimball, than Wara. 
than Sutton, any of those guys, because people respect his three-point shot more well, than they respect him getting into the lane. He's got to develop a pump fake, which Luke Hancock has talked about that for the last several years, if sure, you listen to him sure. on the radio. He has said that Ryan would be deadly with that, and you see it, and he gets into the lanes, and he's got those floaters. Mm-hmm. He's got it, Typically, he'll pass out of that, because at that point, you're going to be swarmed by bigger guys, and it's smart to get the ball out. But tonight, I was extremely impressed by his, his shot-making, obviously, because how could you not be? Mm-hmm. But just a couple of the moves that he made to get into the paint. The one that stands out in particular is the the he went around the defender at the top of the key, went in, was met by a defender, threw the you know dribbled the ball behind his back into a step back jumper that he absolutely soaked. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's a part of his game that he did not have last no, year, not at all. Uh, and I I really was I thought he played within the flow of the offense. He didn't take any bad shots. Uh, you know, for him going six of ten and four from seven from deep, like that's that's the kind of night that he's going to have two assists, two steals. So he's not. You know, useless anywhere else on the floor. He, no he contributed. No turnovers. Yeah. I wish ESPN would tell me how many minutes they played. That's the one thing that's missing right now because I feel like their starters Come played on, so ESPN. many minutes. You know, uh, one mean, of the, uh, okay, here, here's the thing. Come on, ESPN. Okay, we said the over-under was what? Eight guys on playing? How many guys do you think played? They played the whole team. Everybody but uh, but Hogan and Grant played. Twelve guys. Yeah, you had Aiden, you had Jalen. Oh, uh, they showed Jalen Withers on the box score. He did not play. All right, so what's the biggest storyline on this game? I mean, let's just get right to it. Biggest storyline. The biggest storyline. That's a good question because there are a lot of things that I've been thinking about. What what kind of stood out to me? The the mini storyline to me is Darius Perry looked like a point guard. Like really sure. looked like yeah. a point guard for the first time. But to me, I think it's uh, the biggest thing that I took away from this game is that Louisville can win if Jordan Warren is not the only guy scoring. Yeah, like absolutely. we saw that in the first half. Jordan had seven points. Finishes with twenty three. Had an absolutely spectacular half. A lot of those points are just the the fact that. Louisville's got so many freshmen, and, and they're missing pieces. They couldn't go as deep as you would have liked that early in the game with the with the game up by 20 uh, or 30 or whatever. But uh, Sam Williamson was was really good in the first half. He showed me a lot offensively that I was not expecting that quickly. You, you don't typically open with an ACC opponent, and I thought that Sam looked like he belonged out there and more. Like He was one of the best players on the floor. I also love the fact that the Bellarmine game showed me, and I hope it showed Chris Mack, that you can play with Dwayne Sutton at the five. You little, can play with little, Dwayne Sutton. Little side note: We're watching the game. Justin Thomas, Gary Woodland are on. The okay, I would have never known who those two white dudes were. Like he's like, oh look, come look, on, look. no, yeah. dude. I, how many times I gotta tell you I don't watch anything to do with golf? Oh no, no. I, Justin I, Thomas I get could that, walk but... up to me and and slap me in the face and say, "Hey man, I'm the best golfer in the world." And I say, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> this is what it is. That's pretty funny, but it's actually probably true. <clears throat> anyways, um, anyways but, Sam, but you can play Dwayne at the five. All right, so and, there, and there's be fine. Here's here's a storyline for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Did here I it is. Storylines. Here, I... here it is. Dramatic pause. This is what I think. Samuel Williamson. So we're like you know thirty minutes in the into the game. Game clearly in hand. Louisville's up by thirty plus. And uh, you said, "Wow, they have three freshmen on the floor right now." And I was like, "No, they don't." I'm like, yeah, they do. They got. Uh, uh, Sam. They got well, right. Aiden. So, they had Aiden in. And Josh Nickelberry. No, they had in uh, um, Quinn Slizinski. No, no, no. That's, we, Sl- no we, that, that later in the game, but early on it was Josh Nickelberry. Right. It was yeah, not yes. Quinn didn't play no. in the second half. Nickelberry was the the second freshman to play. Point being, I said there were no. There's two freshmen on the floor because Williamson was on the floor, and I said this from the Billerman game. He he just like he's just one of those guys. Yeah. That when he's on the floor, he just feels like he's not a freshman. Right. Like it, it just he you is know. so smooth. Just, he's a smooth operator. All right. Dude. So like, here's the stat line does. tonight: six right. for nine, one for one from three, over one from the free throw line. But that was on an and one. 
Uh, two offensive rebounds, three defensive rebounds, an assist, um, three turnovers. Yeah, the three turnovers were not pretty. Four fouls, eh, yeah. 13 points. Whatever. You take the good with the oh, bad. There. But, but when, the you look bad at, with the good, when you look at that box score, like yeah. that's what you wanted from a VJ King, right? Right. That's what you wanted from a Black, Wayne Blackshear. Finally, there's an, uh, a McDonald's All-American who's just like coming out. He he looks like he looks yeah. like he belongs the, in the, the starting lineup. The thing with VJ and Wayne were very early on there were setbacks and there there were just different. It was just a different time. The way that the freshmen were played and what you could get away with. And Rick Pitino would not have been happy with four fouls and three turnovers from a freshman. Like let's just it's that simple. Where Chris Mack mm. a lot he they need right. him right. Like they have to have Sam playing. And, there is no like son. I got to break you and make you into the player that I think you need to be. Like right. like no, dude, you're talented. You're a five star player. We got to get you in. And, and here's the thing: you when, you, when you're watching that game, do you, do you think Sam Williamson's liability at all on defense? It didn't seem like it. The, I think collectively as a team, they struggled with a little bit of switching. They struggled with closing out on the three. Sure. And and at times, as any freshman would be, he looked lost. And that pack line defense, we know, is a little bit more complicated to learn. It's right. just it's a and, different and, type of defense. And here here's the thing. And here's this has been my thing all along, watching Patina. Like I get like okay, if you're gonna be so just like balls to the wall, just gung ho on defense, like sacrificing offense for defense, like. And just just wanting like these sixty to forty type games, right? Like, the, I don't think that's necessary. Like, in order to break in Williamson, like he's gonna get better on defense, right? Hundred percent, dude. It's just game like one. Laura, it's game one, game one, game one. They lost seventy four points to Miami, went by thirteen, and it felt like twenty five. You know who I wish they played more. next? Ohio State. That's how much they played next. Why? Because I this team would destroy Ohio State now. I'm gonna. I admit, two, I wasn't there. Two like two refereed games after they already just got destroyed. By sure. Them. Yeah. The team that I, I saw tonight I is, that. is one that, of honestly. the best teams in the country. I can't. I, there's not many teams that I could. I could mm. tell you right now after one game that could show up with this team at their best and beat them. So I'm sorry. And, and I just here's, don't see it. Here's here's a big takeaway from this game, right? So, Wara fifty percent, Sutton six for seven from the field, Enoch five for seven, yeah, McMahon six for ten, Williamson six for nine. Like this is a good shooting. Team. And anybody who attempted a bunch of shots, with yeah. the exception of Darius Perry, yeah, and look at the made Darius a bunch Perry, of shots. His, his stat line is not good. No. Two uh, two points, three fouls, two turnovers, four assists, three rebounds, and one for six shooting. But can we agree that Perry looks way better than he, he did? In, I never felt like years. he was out of control at all tonight. No. He was always in control of the offense. I saw a lot of that. Like the, the, there was a a play that I saw with Quentin Snyder a lot. I saw it with Cece a lot to like. Bring the ball up, beat your man, and then get met by like four defenders, and then just dribble around the entire court and mm-hmm. come back out on top. Like I felt like I saw Darius do that tonight, which to me is like an indicator of all right. I know, the shot's not there. I got to set it back up. And uh, it, his stat line wasn't pretty, but I felt like he got guys going. They played at his pace, like you know what I mean. I, I felt like he he really kind of was setting the tone in a different way than scoring and mm-hmm. and you know. Dishing out a, but, a bunch of assists. I thought I just thought that he was in control and did a really good job with Chris Likes. Really good job. That can't go uncredited because Chris Likes is is a very dangerous player and a guy that I said uh, over the summer that I thought could compete with Jordan Wara for Player of the Year and he scored 18 points but he went I was seven about to say 15 so shots. I mean, you're watching that game. Yeah, but he was he shot 50. percent yeah, but 15 shots to get 15 shots to get 18 points. That's not an efficient. That's, game. No, that's good. That's good. That's uh, not an efficient game. It's just not. I mean, he needed 
15 I mean, shots to get 18 points. He went two for four from the three point line. He just he didn't get to the line. He that that shows that he was perimeter yeah, perimeter yeah, oriented. Right, right. He right. shot four threes. I mean, he he did get some buckets inside, and he had a couple of nasty step backs. But I, overall. He did not impact the game the way that you would expect him to. In and that's the reason. Just getting Miami going. They hit a couple of threes early. Uh, Vasilovic was really good in the corners. But Very good. They, Louisville's problem was more closing out than it was shutting off uh, the, the dribble penetration. Like They did a really good job with that compared to what even what we saw at Bellarmine last week. All right, so best thing, worst thing. Yeah. Like If you're, you're talking about this game, yeah. what's the best thing that you saw? Like You're just watching this game overall. Yeah. Like and you're just going to bed, just a happy guy. Why? Uh, and you're going to bed, a worried guy. Why? The biggest reason, the the best thing is definitely to me is Dwayne Sutton being a viable option at the five. I think that lineup is so. It's a death lineup for Louisville. Like it yeah. really is. I said it last year. Like mm-hmm. Dwayne Sutton is a Draymond Green kind of guy. He provides uh, what he what he lacks in size. He makes up for in effort and rebounding, which and is passing and scoring. He is literally the one through five. And it's crazy like, to me. So you you stand Samuel Williamson and Jordan Wara on either side of doing Dwayne Sutton. You're like those two are getting more rebounds than that guy. Right. And 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 they tonight. But be, in in general, he's he's a he's a like a a, a four yeah. or like a a really. He, I mean, he's a powerful. Yeah, but I I feel like with Jordan, Jordan's rebounding is effortless. Like he just glides to the ball, and he provides another guy to where Dwayne is battling in there. Somebody who can go up and get an offensive rebound. Somebody who can go up and battle for a defensive board. And suddenly had five rebounds tonight, but he scored sixteen points, no three pointers, and he he four four three throws. I mean, he he scored inside, and it showed when when Enoch went out. Louisville's lineup kind of took a step forward the way that they sure. scored the ball. They moved the ball. It wasn't getting stuck in the paint. Um, I, I just I love that lineup because you can against smaller teams where they or even against bigger teams where you have a, a non-mobile big like Rodney Miller was for Miami. Like you can get Sutton in there and you can move him out to the three-point line, let them kind of iso ball it, run without the sets like you mentioned when mm-hmm. we were watching. Prevents a different lineup, and that's that's to me the best thing. So what is your what is your best thing? Ooh. So best thing, I mean, the best thing to me is that the depth was provided solid minutes, right? I mean, so you, when you are look the at minutes the, up there, can you see how many minutes the, they play? The minutes aren't up, and it's, it's kind of frustrating. Me off. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It always at this happens point that we don't have the minutes. It always happens. But I mean, you're talking about the main guys, right? So the first, the first game, and this is what we expected, right? With, and when you don't have Enoch or Williams, the main three guys have to be Wara, Sutton, and Williamson. Period. Like th- those are the. Those are but the, you say that so nonchalantly, where you're not even considering Stephen Enoch. Right, but but I'm saying if if, he, if the centers aren't there, if he, if well, you, you would hope that with those two, one of them will be there at all. Right, times. right. You're but always going to have Malik. If you're talking, but the first game, right? So the first game, no Enoch, no Williamson. In order to win that game, you have to have the three forwards because yeah. those are the guys. Right. Like that's that's those that's, are your scoring guys. That's no doubt. That's the team this year, and if you're going to beat Louisville. You have to either beat them at the center spot, like they're either going to get in foul trouble, or you have to beat them at the guard position. Right now, they're vulnerable at guard, they're vulnerable at center, at center because they don't have Williamson, they didn't have Enoch, Enoch in the scrimmage, right? So those are the guys who scored today. Those are the guys who had, Wara had 23, uh, again, that's what's expected. Sutton had 16, again, expected. Williamson had 13, that's going to be typical. And then the X factor was Enoch. Right. right. So I mean th- that, but the takeaway is Perry provided minutes at the point guard. Like you're not going to expect Darius Perry to be a 12, 15, 16 point a game kind of guy. Right. You're just not. Uh, McMahon is the X factor. He had 16 tonight. 
okay? And then you throw in Enoch, or I'm sorry, Egehon, you throw in Slazinski, you throw in Nickelberry, and you throw in Kimball. Kimball looks solid. I think Nickelberry's Kimble- not even on the box score. Well, I mean, what are they doing? This is ridiculous. Nickelberry's on my box score. He's not on my box score. What ESPN, what are you doing today? The ACC Network plays soccer into half. Of, we didn't see the first eight minutes of the freaking game because of the ACC Network showing Syracuse and North Carolina soccer. Mm. And now there's not Josh Nickelberry on the box score? Mm. Where's the minutes? Jeez. I mean, not to get political on a day of politics, but uh, th- There's on. no way Fox would do this. Fox wouldn't. Fox, hold on, Fox Sports Network. No, Fox, Fox Sports. No, Fox Sports website. Mm-mm. Bleacher Report. Somebody's got a box score that's viable. That's right, true. Right. We're going out. We're going back in. Here we go. You're on the app. I'm on the website. Get your big glass, small glass figured out. ESPN. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got some minutes, right? The minutes are up. Let me right, refresh. Right, right, right. Here we go. Who do? You, well, don't don't refresh because I'm gonna play a little game. No, the minutes are up. I can see. Who? Okay. All right, Blake. Brother Blake, as soon as you take your headphones off. Brother Blake, we got our producer in I, I, studio. I've been sitting in, you know, just he's not, a lot of he's not the producer. He's not anything. But <laughs> 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 all right, if you had to guess, who had the who played the most minutes tonight? Here we go. Um, Jordan Nora. There you go. Good guess. I would have not guessed that actually. Stephen, you're not going with 19 not, minutes. minutes Eleven points and twelve rebounds in 19 minutes. That's impressive. Yeah. There you go. Well, well, and and great. again, again. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Because here's the thing: once William, once Williams comes back, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, that changes everything. You got two centers. You have an extra forward, potentially two extra forwards if you can get Enoch to kind of float outside, which he loves yeah. to do, apparently, right? I mean, that just like you don't think about the dynamics of of what changes when you got it when you get a couple of people out, right? So in the exhibition game, we're all freaking out. But there's two no, guys. No, that, no, small majority, not all. Small majority right. were freaking out. The but listen, typical listen. majority, small, loud minority. I should say, not even majority. But I mean, I watched the game with you. You, you were did. not happy about that game. I was not happy with the way about that their the defense. Game. There, you're right. The By way the way, to the, the listener, the defense, the way okay. that they let uh, they let slips on on uh, backdoor cuts for a lot of layups, a lot of layups. But you got to think about you got to think about the matchup though. Bellerman, okay, that's, that's what right. they at the time. I was, not considering, I was Bellerman, not considering that at know, the time. I know. Well, that, that's fine. And I've had time to stew since then. I stewed a lot. Okay, all right. I and stewed a lot. I listened to you want. guys tell me that I was crazy when I kept saying I didn't feel comfortable that this team was going to win the game tonight. Okay, and there's a couple I, and, of reasons. Here's, here's, One, I did not see them being able to keep Chris Likes from dominating. I just didn't see it. Well, he scored 18 points. You're right. I mean, Chris Likes was still good. Like, Chris Likes was still like, if, if he wasn't Chris Likes and you're playing Wake Forest and uh, Scotty Jefferson, I don't know, I just made that name up. Bobby Scotty, Newport. If, okay, if Bobby Newport for Wake Forest plays as, you know, if Chris Likes is Bobby Newport for Wake Forest, right? And he's, he goes 7 for 15 for 18 points and, what, 5 assists? I don't know. I'm not even looking at the box score right now, but I'm, I'm just guessing, right? Chris Likes played fine tonight. No, he right? played fine. Right, that's fine. But, but and, and that's what we're thinking, though. Miami was is guard-heavy. Louisville is guard. is not. They're, they're short-handed at guard, right? Right. Who? Louisville. Oh, Louisville, yeah. Well, I mean, you're missing David Johnson, but... 
you've got Darius Perry, Ryan McMahon, and you've got Fresh Kimball. Like you're not you're not depleted by any means there. Like, and you've technically got, Sam Williamson, right? Or Jordan War, like however you want to classify right, the right, right, position right. on there. But, I mean, but Josh Nickelberry. The point, the point is, okay, if you look at the 2018-2019 season, right? Right. What is the weakness of that team? Of Besides team? depth, like if you if you rule out depth, you rule out what's on the floor. What's the weakness? Last last season? Yeah. I mean, I could pinpoint a couple of things. That mental toughness was probably the biggest. Weakness. Okay, but you're talking about like on the court action being taken. Guard play. No. No. What? I mean, yeah, okay. All right. You had Christian, but besides but, Christian, okay, you didn't but, get Darius, you didn't get Quan. You're you're right. That two guard was a very big vulnerability. Oh, okay. So Kristen Cunningham. It, was, lack of second score is what I would call Kristen it. Cunningham was a top 20 player in the ACC last year. Yes. Yeah, top that's fine. Top, top maybe, 20 in the ACC. Top 30. Not, I don't know. Yeah, Chris, sure. Kristen Cunningham was very effective in the ACC, right? Right. You lose Kristen Cunningham, you lose Quan, Quan Ford. Those are your two starters from last year. Right. And you're so coming back, yeah. right? So coming back, everybody who hadn't played last year, Darius Perry was disappointing last year. He had a strong, he had a strong finish, but he overall, overarching, Darius Perry was disappointing last right. year. You have no idea what you're going to get from Fresh Kimball. No idea. So, in essence, you say the guard play for Louisville is unpredictable. What wins in March? What wins close games? Guard play. Guard play. Specifically right. at the point guard position. Exactly. So you have no idea where you're going to get from Darius Perry. You have no idea where you're going to get from Fresh Kimball. You have no idea where you're going to get from an 18-year-old Samuel Limson. So, with that being said, that's the reason that you and I, as people who watch way too much basketball, who neglect you know whatever else in their personal lives, to watch you know, people dribble a basketball, right? right? You, it make it so, like... I know, I know. That was way dramatic. Time. That was way dramatic. I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it. Shut up and dribble! Gosh dang it. <laughs> Anyways, the... the, the, peop, the, the uh, what, what you're seeing on the court versus what is actually transpiring, what's taking place on the court, you have to think that, that Miami has the advantage of guard. They did not have the advantage of guard. And again... Rumors were that Chris Likes was beaten up. Obviously, that didn't seem like the case tonight. I think he he looked like he was at least ninety oh, percent. Was that a thing? That was a thing. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Thing. So so I I don't I mean I don't think there's ever a doubt that he was going to play. But his effectiveness maybe could have been altered just slightly. Yeah. But they had they had three guys that were legit at guard. They just had nobody else. They had nobody that could, that could answer it forward. Well, they, they had, had, they had they Rodney had, Miller is a statue in terms of exactly. Basketball. They they and had they had move. a very they had a a center who looked like he was going to be legit <laughs> down the road, joke, but he looked but really raw. It. Yeah, I like that. Judge that. this joke. Yeah, gonna, well, that, that, that's right. That's I was right. going to say that he run. If only he ran as fast as his hairline receded. Boo, <laughs> boo. But as somebody with a receding hairline, I can't deal with that. <laughs> but your, hair, your hairline and that hairline—that's a Stephen A. Smith. Like oh, that's oh a, I was about. That's if like my a, hairline was receding in that manner, I would just go bald. And LeBron James, it, it, but LeBron, LeBron at least his hair like touches LeBron every part James. of his head. I mean, his his forehead was, his yeah. brain was exposed essentially. Hey, if yeah. me and you were running some basketball at Northeast Christian Church, sure. I'd be wearing a headband if I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yeah, but then Very your good. headband is going to be missing like. The, the filler of like hair, and so it's just going to be yeah. very exposed. From the oh, I mean, I'd have to go thick, obviously. <laughs> I'd have to go custom Adidas. You, you're going with like, like now you're going to go with like a winter so toboggan. A winter toboggan headband. Well, uh, your ears. Do you not, Blake? I don't know if you were just a little tight back then, but do you not remember LeBron James at Miami? 
Oh, I did. Because didn't. he had like the full on like hat without the brim. Like, yeah, no, I, trust <laughs> he me, was I, I he was that. thick headband, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like the richest athlete in the world. I can just spend a bunch of money and get my hair replaced." Anyways, yeah. back to the game. Worst thing to me. Poo. Okay. The worst thing is the hard is hard to find out of there. I I would. I would tend to lean towards the end and just the way that they let Miami get Ex- back in. The, the worst the thing, way. the worst thing is resiliency. Right. Resiliency, right? Because we're in the middle of the game, right. like. But it's, but it's not resiliency, and here's why: you're playing at that point. You're playing pretty much an all freshman lineup. You're playing Quinn Slezinski. You're playing Josh Nickelberry. You're playing Aiden Gahan. You're playing mm-hmm. fresh. I don't know who they played at the end there at guard. Uh, you're playing with essentially four or five new players, and Miami still got their starters in. Like, it, it's not in terms of effort. It was just essentially like that's how far along our freshmen have to come to sure. to get to the level that you need them to compete at. Uh, because quite frankly, you look at their stat their stat lines and they're freshmen. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but it's in, mm-hmm. in terms of your bench production, it's not great that you got zero points from Aiden Quinn. And Josh, and then only got six out of. And out I, th- of I think that's that's Max reason. You know, we're, we're this team has no depth. Let me tell you that right now, they have no depth. They have people out there playing, but but against this caliber right team, now, against right now, well, against Indiana State, NC Central, these guys are going to get to learn how to play and and be able to produce. But against a Miami, against a Michigan, against a, a Western Kentucky, like these guys essentially do nothing that, other than providing you a body out there. This you're, game, you're not getting somebody who can shut somebody down, or can you, they may be able to hit a shot, but they're not a right. consistent scorer. So, like so you're not, you're not, you don't have a polished product yet. My negative is that, very much like yours, I don't think that this team is ready to finish yet. No, I think that the that what Chris Mack has been preaching in the offseason, right, is that you know this team has to finish. I mean, that that's the difference between last year and what's what we assume will transpire this year, right? So last right. year, you know, you play a good team, you get up big on them, and then all of a sudden they start pressing, which surprisingly Miami didn't press at all tonight. Weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, I thought they were going to be better than they were. I really did. Dude, I mean, 14 and 18 last year, not great. Right. I think that was their record. That, that's not great, but they were young. They got Cameron McGusty, a transfer and, with experience. They got so, and, and here's the thing that we just assumed – we hadn't seen it yet with Mac, right? Right. So, so good thing. Good teams take advantage of the weaknesses of lesser teams, right? Right. As Duke pulls away, are you surprised at all? Just, just, just a, a little reprieve here. Of Duke's game. Of Duke, Duke wins by two, but pretty comfortable Honestly, towards the end. Honestly, I love college basketball, and I would have to think hard, really hard to name five players on each team right now. No, no, no. I, I don't know a lot of the guys. I don't disagree. I think Duke was Trey Jones and four freshmen that started. Yeah, Trey I'm Jones, sure. Vernon Carey, Wendell Moore, Cassius Winston, or Cassius Stanley. Yeah, Sorry, Cassius Winston. Winston is Michigan State. Alex Gold. Like, I, I don't know a lot. Duke Anyways, doesn't have a household name this and, year. But, but if you look at the, both those yeah. teams, right? So they're very similar. Yeah, they're both not what's, very good. I'm what's the difference? What's the difference to you? What's the difference to you between Duke and, and Kansas right now? I have no idea, but I'll tell you right now that Louisville's better than both of them. Well, sure, sure. But what's, I think if Louisville was playing what, in this what, game, they'd be both of them. Think, think logically, though. What's the difference between Duke and Kansas right now? I mean, Kansas has three- and four-year guys. Duke no, no, not. no. It's not even that. Okay. Coach well, I, K that's versus fine. Bill you Self. Me. Yeah, okay. no, no. Coach K versus Bill Self. Bill Self wins national championships when Duke and North Carolina lose and Kentucky lose. Somebody else knocks them out. 
You, know, you see what I'm saying? No, you lost me. I'm just saying Coach K is a better coach. No, you're is, right. Is, but is, is these teams are every year it's the same four teams, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky. I don't know who the other team is in this. But you're, you're getting teams that they're – North Carolina. Yeah, whatever. They're, I mean, yeah, one of those. Duke's got like nine new players. So like this game, I, I guess in a sense I'm shocked that they, they won here, that they were able to pull that out. Trey Jones is probably the difference maker. but 100%. I, I, they're not, neither one of these teams is better than Louisville. When you return no. five guys, no. like Louisville looked, they did not turn the ball over a whole lot. Now, do you I think, say that, but they turned the ball over more than Miami. Do you think if Louisville played great, Kansas but, tonight that they'd win? Yes. I agree. I agree. What do you think, Blake? Name one player for Kansas. I cannot. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, well, do you feel like tonight against a opponent who is a quality opponent by all means, ACC school, you get a you know you get started off in the conference at a good a good place. But do you feel like you saw enough tonight to to feel like if Louisville goes up against a really good team that they're going to be okay? I did, and and here's why. I mean. David Johnson was a legit contender to start the, in in this season, and 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 the reason is, Fresh Kimball, as Chris Mack kind of kindly put it, um, you know, um 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 um, um Fresh Kimball was not ready. He wasn't ready to play this for in, in 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 the first game. Like he just wasn't. Um, if you look at St. Joe's, like Miami is a top five game for them, right? Miami's not in the, in the top 10, top 15 games that Louisville will play this year. Like, yes, it's a conference game. Yes, it's a road game. Yes, it's the first game of the season. I get all of that, but you know, you 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 have to have a guy that that's that's ready to go game one. Um, and and David Johnson feels like he's a guy that that could have been that right. Um, when you look at when you look at Malik Williams, right? He seems like a guy. Who would, who would have at least provided some serious depth for Stephen Enoch, right? Like Enoch and e- Enoch and Williams seem like uh, a couple that would have kind of really been a good like one-two punch for this game, right? And so we talked a lot about um, Williams potentially playing at the four. We talked about how they can mix and match um, and getting Enoch and Williams equal playing time, right? So, and, and Williams was a guy, and um, Johnson was a guy who could have both competed for a starting position. They're without both of those guys for the next month. So, when you look at this Louisville team, uh, you know, it looks like Enoch got a little bit banged up towards the end of the game, but this is a team that's incomplete. This is a team that has four freshmen that are going to get a lot better. This is a team that's still learning how to play together. Um, so when you think about it in that manner, right, th- right. it's going to be a month before they really play a team that good. Like I think Western Kentucky is their next big time. Yeah, challenge. you have Western Kentucky and Michigan within a couple of day stretch, and, and then, then you have Texas, Texas Tech, Tech, and, and then, then you have Kentucky. Right. So they, I mean, they're going to have some challenges in the off season, um, but yeah, to start the, to start the conference season one and zero with a game where they could have taken out their starters with ten yeah. minutes left. That's huge. Yeah, and huge. You got you. You really hope that as they go through this next stretch of games, knowing that you're the number five t- ranked team, you're going to probably move up after the Champions Classic. Right. You can't get complacent with bad teams. No. I want to see effort. I want to see you know closing games at a very high level. 
and being able to seamlessly transition into your your Aiden Agay, Hans, and Quinn yes. and seeing progress. Like I think that that's important. Right. But tonight I saw enough to feel comfortable with where Louisville is, uh, the integration of their team, knowing that you're going to get two guys back who can really contribute. Uh, Sam Williamson, Jordan Wara, Dwayne Sutton, Stephen Enoch are really good. Darius Perry is only going to get better as he plays in that point guard role. This team is going to get a lot better. And I, I really believe right now that Louisville has got a very good chance to win a national championship. I really do. Yeah. Because there, I saw a very good team. And Louisville, traditionally, they've not looked great in openers by any means. No. I mean, I can think back of several years where they, they let games be closer than where they should. I felt like tonight the score is obviously not indicative of the performance because Louisville absolutely put their foot on the pedal against Miami, got up to 30-plus points. And they just didn't have the depth and the experience to close it out. And that goes to what you're that's saying gonna, about it. That, that's right. going to be important in the next couple of months. And right. that's what I'm saying. So, Seamless transition. And that's, that's, why I, to that's why I bring kind of an argument to your point yeah. with the whole um, they don't have depth. They don't have depth right now. They don't. It's not that they don't have depth. That's not. They right, have right. bodies. Right. But they don't have guys right now who you can put in. They can't go with a bench lineup with a. a Darius Perry and Stephen Enoch can be fine. Like you can't play no. Josh Nickelberry, Quince Lazinski, uh, even David Johnson. I mean, you can't play those guys all together. They're not ready sure. for that, and sure. that's what Louisville's bench is. When you bring in seven new players, only I mean, five guys can start. From, and Louisville from, return five players, so right. like four players, whatever. They are well. You return your whole starting lineup, so six players is what it was. So you 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 just can't play a bench a bench lineup yet. That's all new players. So here's the storyline. You're story just not ready for that. So so here's a storyline that, that nobody's going to talk about, but I think is important. Right? You're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. If you're talking about it, <laughs> so Thought, I, I think I think I think a big storyline in the off season, right, was that where's Ryan McMahon going to find minutes? He started tonight. Yes, and played very well. He played very well, right? So so in the conversation in the offseason is. Where's Ryan McMahon going to find minutes? Ryan McMahon's going to play 20 minutes a game, 18 minutes a game. Yeah. And it's not because, I mean, Ryan McMahon is obviously improved. Like, we saw in an exhibition and one actual regular season yeah. game, he's made improvements to his game. Yeah. There's it, new focus in his, in his game, right? That's like, true. He's, but with, he's, with Ryan, when, when Louisville gets into the North Carolinas and Dukes, if he's not hitting shots, I, I, wanna, I want to trust that Chris Mack will pull him and the fact that you have – Hopefully by that point, when you get late into the ACC season, your freshmen are a little bit more developed. But I, I just don't feel like right now that I would trust Ryan McMahon against some of the elite athletic programs if he's mm -hmm. not hitting shots. No, it, that's it, what I'm saying. I want to I see Mac being comfortable pulling him and not saying, "Hey, man, you're not uh, you're not the worst." But like we, you know, we we need to play in this situation. Listen, we got to play Ryan, somebody else. I know you've been here since uh, you were 18, and you know. Been able to drink now for a couple of years, you know. You can go out to parties. You're a leader on this team, but listen, Josh Nickelberry is the truth. Okay, is that too far? No, no. I, I, but, but listen, listen. You right. You want to see more from Josh Nickelberry when he's on the floor. You want you want to see Josh Nickelberry driving to the basket. You want to see Josh Nickelberry, even if he's missing. You know being comfortable with stepping into his shot. Yeah. You want to see Josh Nickelberry stopping the ball on defense. Right. You want to see Josh Nickelberry knowing where he's supposed to be on defense. Right. And that's when they don't do that in game one. It's You chalk it up to B 
being freshmen. And like, experience. It's fine. Right. The next several weeks is where they're going to be able to make their money with Chris Mack saying, hey, I'm going to let my freshmen ride it out. We're playing Akron. We're playing USC Upstate. We're playing all these very bottom RPI schools. Like We can let our freshmen play through mistakes. But to get through game one against an ACC school with seven new players, playing six of them, obviously, mm-hmm. with Jalen Redshirt and – I was very impressed with what they did. It wasn't always pretty, but you you saw Jordan be able to score at a uh, player of the year level. You saw yep. Dwayne Sutton just continue to be the ultimate glue guy, give you everything you could ask for. You got two guys with double-doubles. Right. You, you had Sam look confident as a scorer, as a passer. He made a couple of really nice plays. Ryan confident uh, as a shooter. Ryan shot the ball extremely well. Darius, Darius looked, confident as, as a distributor. Conf- it, it, well, yeah. Again, Darius is an example of it wasn't pretty, but he played well with the pace of the offense. I thought that they flowed well. He didn't have a lot of assists. He didn't have a lot of points. He didn't shoot well. That'll come. The fact that the the foundation of this team looks solid and the fact that we have to finish games, we have to be mentally tough, we have to be prepared to play who the basketball that we play, not worry about somebody else, and I'm I'm happy as can be walking away tonight. 100%. There's two things I want to get to before okay. we get out of here. Let's do it before quickly because I'm falling everybody. asleep. Yeah. Right. Okay. If we haven't already. One. 9.30. What up? I want to get the football, right? So yeah. as we speak, the college football playoff. Okay. Um, is being released for the first time. The college football playoff polls means zero percent. No, it means nothing. It means nothing, right? Yeah. But what are the chances Louisville is twenty fifth or twenty fourth? Zero. Zero. Okay. Just wondering. And we're okay. at the point, right? I know. If you beat Miami though, mm-hmm. next week. Oh, they're in. Twenty five. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, they're in. They're in. Hundred percent. Not you even beat Miami. Not even close because I think Miami's higher than Louisville. I think Louisville's. Like, no way. Miami's five and four. No chance. Miami's higher than Louisville. Miami Dude, people are high on Miami. Yeah, but they like, haven't beat a top twenty-five team. They've it, lost but, to but, several really bad but teams. But when when you're Louisville coming off of a crap season and Miami coming off of a, uh, whatever right. season, but everybody knows it's Miami. They got talent, whatever you know, right? Louisville's perceived as they had Lamar Jackson, they had Teddy Bridgewater, they had blah blah blah, whatever, yeah. right? So Miami is, is is a you know they've built their foundation on what they are this year, right? Like they they're just a hard hitting tough nose defense um you know you don't really want to play them even if you're going to lose to them you don't really want to play miami right you want to go down to miami and play right hard rock stadium you know eight fans there eight fans right seven right. of them louisville fans but you, you know what i'm saying like miami has a reputation louisville doesn't right. period they got a brand they're gonna be ranked higher than louisville right no it just no, is what it is, no, is what they it can is. have a brand all day long they're not a better football team than louisville all right, so anyways, the reason I asked that is because I want to get the picks. We'll do that last, though. My last question about basketball. What do you think about the defense? What did you think about? What did you think tonight, defensive-wise, especially the first 30 minutes? The last well, 10 minutes, to start the game, understandable. To start the game, it, I mean, they, uh, they weren't helping themselves turn the ball over to start, but um, defensively, they, they, they looked overall good in terms of stopping ball uh, penetration. They, they were really good with being able to protect the paint. Steven had a couple of nice blocks. Jordan had a couple of nice blocks. Um, they, they did well with switching. I thought Steven Enoch was extremely improved in being able to hedge and get back to his defender. Um, you, I, I thought that that was impressive. That Clemson coming in at number five. This is a I've travesty. been trying to say a that all travesty. season long. A travesty. Clemson. Clemson. Clemp. 
Clemson Clemp. has the longest winning string in the country, okay? Clemson has the best defense in the country. Clemson. Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. Clem How is Clemson on the top four? What the heck, man? What the hell? What the hell? Uh, is Ohio State number one? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ohio State. Okay. You're cutting off. For people out. just now oh, listening. No, no, no. I mean, I don't have to cut this out. Ohio State, number one, right? LSU, two. Alabama, three. Penn State, four. And Clemson, five. Clemson, five. Georgia, six. Louisville, seven. That That is not. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville is not. No. No. Clemson should. No. Look. No. If Clemson wins out, they're in the playoffs. 100%. If Clemson loses, their season's over. They're not going to the to the the college football playoff, regardless of what they do in the ACC championship, they have to win out and win big. They have to. It, it's just – but and here's the other thing. LSU and Alabama play each other Saturday. So one of those schools is automatically going to be knocked out. Clemson will be in. They're not losing who right, they play. Right. Is Penn State I think they, worthy, though? I, I don't care. I'll be honest with you. I don't care. College football outside of Louisville to me is meaningless. Too many teams. Too many players. I don't know them all. I love Louisville You know, there's football. a quarter of the amount of football There's teams. 130 there's programs. 130 programs. And you know all the basketball programs. Correct. You know all the basketball programs. All the big ones. But there's also 11 players compared to 83. Or know, 13 players. Anyways, tonight, impressive. I'm pleased. I'm going to be oh, happy tonight. I'm going I'm to bed so now. I'm so pleased. I'm so, like... Like and, and that's that's the takeaway. I mean, like we're talking about like who looked the best on defense. The freshmen weren't very impressive. Like no, sh no crap. The freshmen didn't look impressive. Like no, no kidding. Josh Nickelberry couldn't guard Chris Likes. Whoa. Like I mean, <laughs> you're so animated on this. I know, but like and and that's that's the takeaway, right? Yeah. We both thought we were the only people in this entire freaking 60-mile radius that thought that Louisville was going to win, minus maybe UK no, fans who were just thinking they were going to lose. lose. Oh, lose, yeah. yeah. We are the only people that thought that Louisville was going right. to lose. It doesn't right? matter. It, they get the win. It's all Handily. good. Handily. Football if prediction. If you're a Louisville fan. All right, and, and so, Blake, we'll let you get in on this. Do we get Alex's prediction? No, we did not. So we're going okay. to do, do this quickly, though, because I'm going to okay. leave. Okay. So, football, Miami, Saturday – Four and five and four Miami. They just beat Florida State pretty handily. Handily. Louisville's coming off a of bye week. We were totally Scott wrong about that. Scott Southfield is one and zero off of bye weeks in Louisville football history. Yeah, we we were totally wrong about Miami Florida State. Totally wrong. And I'm here at the 34 minute mark to eat crow. You ate it, and it's over with. There it is. Jacob prediction. Football Miami. Here's the score. I'm gonna go with Louisville 24. Miami, 20. Louisville wow. closes strong. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say a late touchdown. JV and Hawkins uh, set up by a big play on offense for Mikhail Cunningham at quarterback. So you think Louisville is going to have a game-winning drive? I think Louisville is going to win every game for the rest of the season. Whew. I can feel that. Woo! Hot take. Ten it's and, a hot ten take. Nine and I'll they play, play such sound football. Listen, listen, listen. Their defense steps up. Their offense steps up, and they have the, in my mind, they have the the third best running back in the ACC. It's and just that simple. I am just, I am just searching for reasons that Miami is going to win this game because there's no way in my puny little brain, right, my 
seven and no brain. My eight and no. Hold on. What's what's Wolf's record? Five and three. Yeah. My eight and no brain. My brain has predicted every game I correctly. Predict, yeah, I predicted every game right, but the Virginia game. No, I even predicted that one right, Jacob. Okay, good for you. I see a dub. All right, give me I'm, this. Give me this I'm score so I can go home. Undefeated, and here's why. I'm going to send you home with this. Louisville, twenty-one. Miami, seventeen. All right. All right. And here's why. <laughs> I knew. I knew it was coming. Let's hear it. Every good defense Louisville's played this year. They've run it right up their throats. Right up their throats, right. Jacob. Right? But Miami Miami has a defensive lineman. Nope. Nope. 12 sacks. I don't care. You should because against Florida State, Louisville did not run the ball right at the middle. That's when they could not win the football game. So Bro. that's why that argument is counteracted. I mm-hmm. still think they're going to win. Blake, give me a score. No, 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 Blake, give me a score. Blake, give me a score. 26-21 Louisville. 26-21. 26 points would be an interesting score. That'd be interesting. All right, well, finish. Well, last thought, whatever you're going to say here. Math, right? But here, here's the thing. You were bringing up a game from five games ago, right? Five games ago, we thought this team wasn't going to make a bowl game. Now we're talking Orange Bowl. All right, hold, right. hold on, hold on. Don't even all write me. Clemson, Virginia, the two best evens they played all year. Javion Hopkins right up the middle. Right, that that's where they've owned the field up the middle, maybe a little little end rounds the outside every once in a while. Right, I mean, and listen, Louisville's gonna win this game, and and this is like I'm I'm honestly like maybe it's just the good vibes from the basketball win because I'm not super super confident about this. Right, I mean, and and, and again, the analytics love Miami. But the analytics loved Louisville all last season. And guess what? What did they do last year, Blake? Sucked. They sucked. Right? I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say they lost. Listen, listen. You suck. Yeah. I mean, you're a fan. Truth. You know, you know yeah. I'm more of an analyst, but you're a fan. I just want to let the world okay. know, May 10th, 2019, I was at Hard Rock Stadium. I personally blessed it. <laughs> I was genuinely you louder than stadium. life. Rolling Loud, I'll have you know. Oh, I'm sorry. The world's largest hip-hop Rolling festival loud. is held in the parking lot. Who's the best performer at Rolling Loud? Um, yeah, Lil Uzi Vert, probably. Better than Travis. Right. I'm out of here on that Travis point. Scott. You guys have a good rest of your night. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> breaking down little Uzi Vert. Anyways, Louisville 21, Miami 17. We all got Louisville winning this game. I don't know what's going on. We're going to be in Miami on December 30th. Apparently. I don't know. We're riding high. Louisville with the W. Big dub. Let's get out of here. Go Cards.